It was pretty funny, uh, like five minutes ago, I saw David had edited the show notes uh-huh. and I, I quickly clicked on the notification and you typed to that point, a new iOS update is now available. And I thought, thank the Lord <laughs> that I'm not going to have this bloody pop up anymore. <laughs> I grabbed my phone and then like five seconds later, I was already in the settings app at this point. I saw the rest of the sentence pop up, please update from the iOS 12 beta. And I realized that you were just putting the error message that everyone is getting into the show notes <laughs> and that there was no more beta that had been released. Oh, sorry, I got your hopes up. Damn thing. <laughs> it wasn't your fault. I was just too quick on, on the buzzer. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad it's not just me that's uh, experiencing this. I saw that this wasn't in the top five posts, so I wanted to make sure we brought it up because it's been my biggest annoyance for the last 24 hours. Yeah, that's right. I made the, the show notes out of what were the top posts um, of the last few weeks from from yesterday basically which is pretty much always what happens unless something big comes out mm-hmm. um so so i made the notes last no i made them this morning actually so say 12 hours ago and uh at that point i hadn't noticed that this bloody pop-up about a new update of ios 12 beta had been occurring but my wife had certainly noticed and mentioned it to me and it seems that all five million beta testers are getting this basically every time springboard launches or you know resets or something you get this thing right yeah i'm not sure i guess i guess it's just a bug but i'm not sure what the point of this is i've read that if you set your your date back like at least a day it'll stop so it has something to do with the timing yeah it, it's an expiration of the beta how old is this beta just just a few days right yeah it's only since what monday or tuesday um i don't know it, it was earlier this week though so and now with the weekend being here i wonder if we're not going to see this patched until next week that's my guess (laughs) and not great timing for me basically all of saturday and sunday and we want to be on airplanes flying back to australia and that's prime phone usage time (laughs) (laughs) i had one more pre-show topic before we get into the good stuff yeah just an update on my keyboard it is degrading the situation is degrading quickly i'm losing keys like there's no tomorrow how many have you lost now i'm getting like um i think i'm probably up to five that require like a harder hit than normal or a double hit to activate oh man and this is from the from the baby powder at this point i'm thinking it has to be wow because that's it's, it's too many to just be you know one dirt incursion under one or two keys i mean yeah two or three I'm keys s- i think yeah maybe it's just the age but <laughs> five or <laughs> more keys and rapidly degrading <laughs> it's got to be the baby powder i'm now my worry is i'm going to get to the apple store the genius bar Right. You're going to open it up and not honor the warranty because it's going to be filled with this white powder. <laughs> so I have to see what I can do with compressed air before I take it in. You could uh, tell them you're an international cocaine smuggler just to <laughs> identify the white powder. So is that going to be your first stop once you get back to Australia? Yeah, pretty much. I think so. <laughs> and I, I had a little plan um, to do with this genius bar visit okay. wondering what you think about it and tell me if you think this is wasteful or not um but to take my 2016 macbook pro in and of course they are going to keep it for at least a week typically my experience right um to buy the latest macbook in order to review it and then once i get my own mac back to utilize apple's two-week return policy on the um, 2018 macbook pro uh like just the standard MacBook or you're going to get the new MacBook Pro? Uh, I mean, the, the latest MacBook Pro that was released. Um, I mean, I think that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to hear. My only hesitation is what happens to these returned MacBook Pros? I mean, 
I don't want, uh, I mean, any part of it really to, to hit a landfill somewhere. Um, they'd, they'd be pretty well recycled. Yeah, it'd go, it'd go into their what, a refurbished store for someone to buy, I assume. Um, I don't know how much they do to a computer between it being returned and going into the refurbished store. Um, I know technically, I mean, it's been a while since I've read exactly what they do, but they said it's basically a new laptop with a new warranty. So that I think might include replacing like the battery. Yeah. So that's a pretty huge waste to throw out a battery after a week's use. And I Maybe. had read somewhere a while ago, I couldn't find it, that any part that could have been touched by the original owner, so the keyboard or the casing uh, would also not be included in the new laptop, which basically means it's just the internal. But right. I find that a little harder to believe. Maybe that was for iPhones and not so much for Mac. Well, maybe computers are treated a little differently if they're returned within that two-week period. It could just be cleaned and repackaged because it does seem really wasteful to throw out basically a whole computer for someone using it for a week. All right, I think I might stick to the plan then. <laughs> Utilize that two-week return policy in order to review the latest MacBook. I think that should be potentially, like, just a policy Apple has. If they take your computer for repair, they should, like, give you a loaner computer. Yeah, just like if you go to, like, if you bought your car from a dealer. If you get it serviced at a dealer, then you take your car away for the day. Right. I mean, that totally sounds like something they would do, so I'm I'm actually surprised that's not. And then just continuing on from how... how it works at a car yard at a, um, a car service center i mean half the reason that they give you this loaner car for a day is that they give you like a nice new one so that you're thinking hmm when will i be able to afford this model same <laughs> could work for apple <laughs> hey when can oh, i yeah. afford the 2018 macbook or the latest imac pro maybe Get rid of the old garbage maybe apple's worried that you'll try the newest one and realize hey this isn't that different than the one i have i can don't need to upgrade it anytime <laughs> soon yeah Maybe. Um, anyway, yeah, that'd be a good store policy. They should implement it. So I had this crazy dream last night that you sent me a message saying that the new iPhone and Apple Watch Series 4 had been released. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a sec. I'm not released. Leaked. Um, oh, man. Yeah. and Yeah. Crazy, huh? I mean, you always, you always see leaks here and there. I mean, it's not like Apple themselves are releasing press, press, press images of their new products or anything. Do you want to keep that as a, a little teaser and just go through the, um, the 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 topics in order though? So if we started with <laughs> say the <laughs> the Apple event announcement, okay, let's, let's yeah, pretend let's, um, pretend no, we don't know anything going in. No, I was going to say let's only talk about the things that haven't been leaked. So we'll ignore the iPhone and the Apple Watch and talk about anything else that could be in um, the September twelfth event. Okay, sound let's good. Do it. All let's right. Do it. Um, so yeah, it was just yesterday that the invitation went out um funny looking invitation just basically a round circle um with a little tagline gather round um the image has to be this the campus i mean there was a whole lot of uh, as there always are analysis in the thread on reddit about what could this circle be um, but gather around i mean there's not a uh, ipod click wheel coming back i don't think we're going to see a round apple watch um that's pretty certain now um it's just got to be the new spaceship campus what do you think i think that round wheel they're going to announce the apple car oh how did i miss that (laughs) (laughs) so obvious it's clear now yeah or another direction round steve jobs glasses were round they're going to announce their new ar apple glasses that would be something way out of left field are you serious about that or is that another joke um (laughs) well i mean i did just read the other day that they're buying more ar lens companies and it's not really a secret that apple has been investing a lot in ar um but i don't think we're expecting to see anything like that for another couple years 
but it would be really, really cool if they did do like a tech demo or like, hey, this is coming next year kind of thing. Yeah, I haven't seen any technology that would be close to be be close to something that Apple would announce really. Google Glasses was probably one of the closest things and even that was not something down Apple's line. Yeah, it's pretty limited. I'm imagining something closer to the Microsoft HoloLens, but it's going to have to be slimmed way down. They're going to fit the technology into a much smaller package before Apple would do anything with it. Yeah, there's going to be so much miniaturization. Yeah. Um, but so what will we see then besides the things that we'll talk about soon? Um, seeing as it's probably more of a like an iOS, watchOS event, do you think we might see any updates to the iPad Pros? It has been a little while since we've had a Pro update, but it's, that's going to be packing a lot into an event if we have new iPhone, Apple Watch and Apple Pro and then throw in... Uh, what about new Macs as well? Because those rumors are are pretty wild. New Mac Minis and maybe Mac yeah. Pro, but probably not. It's It's been a little while since I did this, but they really need to have an October event too because they're going to have a, a busy a busy day on the 12th if, if they try to fit everything into one day. Um, I've heard rumors as well of potentially the sixth generation Apple TV. Um, I don't know what people are hoping for with that, but um, I actually saw that just last night browsing Reddit. Someone says the 6th Gen Apple TV is is due to come out as well. That's actually in the description of the thread for the event. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. So the the person who put this thread together, EXJR underscore, um, he's got new new iPad Pro or updated iPad Pro, Mac updates, and Apple TV 6th Gen. But I'm like you, I can't think of anything that's going into the apple tv at this stage it's got the 4k it's got all the dolby atmos and hdr it's already a premium um premium priced and premium featured streaming service yeah the yeah. only thing uh, I could... your, your imagination would have to stretch to your imagination would need to stretch to find what's going into that now unless they really wanted to position it towards more of the gamer market this time around and potentially like bundle it with like a gaming controller and say this is our new home game console as well. I've got it. Just a new remote because that thing is horrendous. Maybe a round remote. That's it. Wait, <laughs> no. The Apple Puck Mouse, but Bluetooth <laughs> to your Apple TV. Man, I have I have so many of those sitting around. Now I want to make an uh, Apple Puck Mouse remote. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell are you going to do that? Um, well, it's going to have one button, so you're going to have to pick exactly what you want it to do. <laughs> and then... So far, so good. <laughs> well, tell you what. You've got the uh, the trackball underneath for it to roll out on the surface, and you actually have to use it as a mouse uh, to navigate the interface. So that that ball will replace the touchscreen for for navigating UI, and then the click will be select. You know, I probably wouldn't mind the trackball over that little touchpad. Is it just me, or is it really hard to use the little trackpad? I mean, this is coming from someone who doesn't actually own an Apple TV, but I have used them fairly extensively friends places in the apple store and i don't know I'd, I'd probably go back to a clicker again like the old tap apple tv remote or even a trackball if you were to invent that <laughs> uh you know i've seen a lot of people complaining about it i've i've had the new apple tv since since day one so maybe i'm just really used to it by now because it's been three years uh but but i don't have any issue with with the new remote and most of the complaints aren't along the same lines as mine so it's probably just me <laughs> well a lot of people don't like the new uh input method for like typing on the keyboard that's the one line long line of characters and I'm gonna swipe along those uh but that's to force you to use your voice instead oh is that is that the idea because I absolutely refuse to use my voice for things <laughs> why is that I've always found that was reasonably accurate you can even use it for passwords yeah yeah I'd love just announcing my password to the room um <laughs> I don't know it's it's like a like in public it's one thing because I know this isn't the case with Apple TV necessarily but just using Siri in public for anything I feel I don't know 
a little awkward announcing my conversation. Like if I was going to try to respond to a text message, like in the office, I'm not going to be sitting at my desk and dictating responses to Siri. Um, and maybe that mindset just follows me home where I do have a little more privacy and there's not necessarily a good reason not to use Siri, but I just, I don't know, not, not super comfortable with, with dictating yet. Uh, yeah, I definitely find quiet situations, say in an office or at the library or even on like a reasonably quiet train. It's quite awkward just to use Siri for anything except really quick commands. Right. Um, but I'm pretty comfortable like walking down a busy street or, or even a, non, a non-busy street, a quiet street, <laughs> and um, talking to my watch or through the AirPods or anything like that. Especially with AirPods where you're not really holding anything up. It kind of can just look like you're on your phone already talking to someone instead right. of your personal robot. Yeah, I think the most that I do in terms of interacting with Siri in public would be like putting my AirPods in and then asking Siri to call someone for me. But like if I, if I wanted to control my music playback, I'll do that all from my watch. Um, I'll pull out my phone 100% of the time to respond to a text message versus trying to dictate a response. Um, but I have no problem like talking on the phone in public. It's just the idea of talking to an assistant for some reason. I'm, I don't know, not, I haven't, haven't been comfortable with it for some reason. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe when Siri gets better and you, you don't have to repeat everything three times to get it to work. It'll be yeah. When it gets better. to the point that I'm shouting at Siri, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> don't want the people to see that. So I think we decided that the Macs are going to not be coming at this event. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was something in October as well. There's definitely precedent for that. Yeah. I think, I think they're going to have to go that route this year. And of course, the other things coming in the event are iOS 12, WatchOS 5, tvOS, and Mojave. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's a slight pause before I said it while I thought about it. <laughs> but I got it. <laughs> it's so interesting to me that it's a, uh... That it's a difficult word for some people, but I guess just, just being in the U.S., Mojave is a location we speak about frequently enough that the word doesn't seem weird, but in other parts of the world, just never hear the word, I guess. How about Yosemite when that came out? Because I don't think anyone here knew how to pronounce that. Oh, really? I was working as like an IT tech at the time, and Yosemite, or Yosemite, yeah. was yeah. basically what everyone called it. Until I corrected them. Did you uh, not have... Oh, maybe not. Did you ever see the Looney Tunes? Uh, yeah, that would have been on TV, for sure. Okay. Well, one of the characters in Looney Tunes is Yosemite Sam. Yeah, okay, that's true. Maybe so, the Looney Tunes isn't that, that um, widely watched here. Yeah. I mean, I, I know the name, but I can't picture any of the characters or what the show would have been about, so... Oh, okay. I mean, I'm so. just picturing like a water tower, really. <laughs> just like the Warner Brothers tower? Wait, is that Warner Brothers? I thought yeah. that... Are they connected in some way? Uh, yeah, they are. Looney Tunes initially started okay. out as a way for... Warner Brothers to uh, not really advertise, but like market their their scores and background music. Um, that's why it's called Looney Tunes. They would, I don't know if it'd be sent to like studios or producers or something, but they would have just like all their scores playing and then cartoons on top of them. And people enjoyed the cartoons so much, they turned the cartoons into their own show. Wow, there you go. Very cool. So yeah, but Yosemite Sam is in that. So that at this being aware of uh, Yosemite over down there in California. Uh, that was not a, a weird word for me. Uh, the weirdest one for me so far has been Mavericks. I have yet... Actually, I still don't know what Mavericks is. Really? It's a surfing spot in California. <laughs> well, I've uh, I've never never heard of it, so I guess that's one thing you got up on me. Really? Wow. Well, yeah, we've, we've just completely switched positions because I think everyone here knows what uh, Mavericks is. Maybe really? because there's a pretty big surfing culture here yeah i'm uh, a, yeah i'm uh two thousand miles away from the nearest ocean so there's not much of a surfing scene around here <laughs> yeah i can imagine but what about <laughs> lake surfing uh, <laughs> that's, that's becoming a thing i mean What's it's his def- name um tom carroll or 
No, no, the other guy. I have no idea. Anyway, yeah. I mean, a lot of people around here, like, go out on lakes with, like, inner tubes tied to boats and stuff and riding those, but there's not a lot of surfing. Um, so the, what you actually messaged me about last night was that the iPhone XS has basically leaked out. So I've gleaned that this happened through one of the authors of 9to5Mac mm-hmm. um, basically guessed at what some of the URLs were would be that Apple might host product images on. And he just happened to get one of them right. And so he was able to download the the official product image of the iPhone XS. That's yes. that's crazy. And that's some that's some serious journalist work. <laughs> so did this end up having to do anything with their their stream testing? As far as I determined, it was the same person who who tweeted that he was able to um, watch test stream of the actual keynote um, that had his his byline on the article about these leaked images as well. So I'm not sure how they're connected and which information came from where. Um, but the actual leaked image of the 10s doesn't say the name 10s on it. It's it's just an image. So what I'm thinking is he got the name from the stream and the image from the URL. So so as far as the image goes, it doesn't tell us very much that we didn't already know. Uh, we're going to get two sizes of the 10s and uh, a gold color option is going to be available, which I don't think we've talked about the potential for a gold color option this year, but that's not too much of a surprise considering they were trying to get a gold on the 10 as well. Um, that's right. There was that patent that described that one on the 10, <laughs> which never came about. Yeah, um, but man, it looks good. I think this is the first gold iPhone with a black bezel, and yeah, it, it looks really, really nice. I'm really excited about it because it means everyone's going to want that one, and I should have no problems getting my white one this year. <laughs> and of course, you're going to get the plus size. Oh, you have to, yeah. <laughs> you have to, do you? <laughs> no, you I don't mean, have if, to. If, if, you, if you want the best of the best, you have to. So uh, this this image doesn't tell us anything about what the plus might have over the non-plus because in previous years you've had things like the optical image stabilization and of course the telephoto lens but what do you think do you think that the 10s and the 10s plus are basically the same phone apart from the battery and the screen uh i mean the 10 already has everything so they'd have to come up with something really new to uh add the 10 plus uh, maybe they are going the route of having the same phone and then perhaps the rumored lcd one is a middle size i don't know where we stand on whether or not that's going to actually happen now. Just back to the difference between the sizes for a sec before we move on to the LCD phone, which is even more of a mystery. Um, I was always a little annoyed in the past that the plus size had better specs than the regular size because, I mean, I would have preferred to have the regular size, but just having the the telephoto lens on the plus size, I also had to have that. So it was just a little conundrum and a little annoyance every time I bought the plus size phone. So... I would not mind to have them the same spec. My issue is that even if they claim to be the same phone spec for spec, you're always going to get a larger battery in the bigger phone, which is something that I'm really fond of and will will always choose over a more comfortable form factor. So, I mean, throw all the throw all the extra features in as far as I'm concerned. Maybe we'll get a little camel hump case with a battery from Apple for the there regular size 10s. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think those days are past. Seeing as the 10 has a much bigger battery already than the original uh, like 8 and 7. Yeah, they put a lot of work into developing this two-part battery for the 10, so I think we're about at the max. How about the name? So so every man and his dog that doesn't follow Apple is going to be calling it an iPhone XS, which sounds a little dumb, but in Apple's little, um, I don't know what you call it, little echo chamber, 
I guess they've they probably never heard it. <laughs> never even crossed their mind that someone might call it an excess, which has pretty bad connotations typically. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. They they've had such strange naming conventions the last couple of years that I don't know where they're where they're coming up with things. I texted this to you last night and I still think they should have the iPhone XS and XL to differentiate the sizes if they're gonna go that route. Uh, but then people are gonna think the XS stands for extra small, which it, it's not going to. And then where do they go next year? X I L and X I S. <laughs> XXS and XXL. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you stole that from me, didn't you? <laughs> I was really hoping that they would uh, just go to iPhone. I think that anything anything else past this point is going to be... They already kind of made the naming scheme convoluted last year with the 8 and the 10 at the same time. Um, and anything trying to build on that is just going to make it more confusing. So I think we should really just, just drop the suffixes at this point. It has to happen at some point, but I think we might still be a few years off. iPhone 12 doesn't sound too bad, but then you hit the unlucky 13. <laughs> That's a... Uh, I don't know. 13 is like my lucky number. Yeah? All right. Good to know. <laughs> um, so the the third iPhone, this leak certainly doesn't cast any light on that. It still remains an enigma. And we're talking about the purported LCD iPhone, which will be between the size of the 10 and S and the 10S Plus. I so, just don't know what to think about it, really. If it's released knowing that we're getting the 10S, my bets are on it's going to be the iPhone 9, um, just to keep things weird and confusing. I think that's what they're going to end up going with. Or they could do something really off the wall again and have, like, call it the new SE. Oh, yeah. The SEX, maybe. <laughs> but why does it exist is the bigger question rather than what it's going to be called. I mean, it would have to be to target a lower price. Um, but I can't imagine... And yet it still has edge-to-edge? Yeah, I can't imagine it's going to be very much cheaper with the purported technology it's going to have. So very, very weird offering, and I'm hoping to get that cleared up at the keynote. Maybe... Maybe we just won't see it at all. My my only guess at what it could be, or my best guess at what it could be, is that it's basically going to be the current iPhone X. Um, they somehow worked out how to put the cheaper LCD display in an edge-to-edge phone. Um, so it'll, it'll basically have iPhone X specs, A, uh, A11 CPU, um, maybe like the single camera instead of a double camera to differentiate it from a little bit more from the, the XS. Um, but yeah, basically, maybe even maybe even the iPhone eight internals. Um, and yet somehow they've managed just to put the same screen, LCD screen, into an edge-to-edge phone. But I'd, it seems unlikely. We'll see. I mean, I think I think if that's the route they're going to go, that's probably not a not a bad guess. That's a lot more thought than I've put into it. <laughs> so I could definitely see them doing that. And I don't know if the 10s is going to start at a thousand, and then the 10s plus like eleven or twelve hundred. Uh, it would definitely wouldn't hurt them to have this more entry model one that's closer to seven hundred, maybe. Certainly, no people personally who have bought eights instead of tens based purely on price alone and to me the eight looks pretty dated so if instead they can buy the lower price phone which looks like a really like or not what do they call it i can't remember the tagline exactly for the iphone 10 when it came out but it was like the next phone or something like that um a more modern phone yeah besides the things that we don't know here are more things that we don't know uh so the cpu or the system on a chip it's probably going to be called the a12 um with a marketing tagline, I've decided that my guess is it's going to be called the Spectre to uh, poke fun at Intel. <laughs> um, I think we might also get orientation agnostic face ID, and that'll also come to the iPad as well, because it kind of has to come to the iPad. That um, would be really nice. Yeah, it would be. Uh, and the last note I made, based on all these rumors that Touch ID is going away, although most of them purport it's going away next year um i'm just going to have a stab that they've somehow worked out how to put 
touch ID sensing into software instead of into hardware and that those components um, won't be in the 10s put touch ID in the software you mean like building it under the screen as in when you pr- when you touch the screen and then press they've they figured it out some way using the capacitive uh, sensors 3d touch. on the glass to work out sorry did I say face ID you said touch ID Oh, I said touch ID. <laughs> Sorry. I wrote that down wrong and then never thought about it again. 3D touch. <laughs> 3D okay. touch is moving to software. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that the screen, the capacitive layer will sense when you're pushing your finger down further and it will still activate the haptic engine, of course. Right. Uh, and then the actual depth sensing tech, which added that little bit of weight to the 6S when it came out, won't have to be included in the phone anymore. I really hope if, if they do drop the hardware, they've they've got a really compelling software solution to replace it because, I don't know, I've been kind of worried about these rumors. Not that I get a lot of use out of 3D touch, but uh, it's not very much like them to announce this flagship feature and then drop it a few years later. No, so the, the rumors that are swirling are because the parts manufacturers haven't had an order placed or something to that respect when it came to uh, 3D touch. But yeah, you're right. Removing something like that doesn't happen a lot. So best guesses, or my best guess is that they've replaced it somehow. And iOS 12 already takes another step in the direction of placing 3D touch with with, uh, long press on devices that don't have 3D touch. So it seems like they're less concerned about enforcing it which kind of goes hand in hand with supporting the rumor, but also it could just be an argument that they're supporting legacy devices better. Well, the the next topic is incredibly interesting to me and to you. Yeah. Maybe even more so than the iPhone, because still at this stage, I don't plan on updating my iPhone, but I do plan on getting a new Apple Watch. So along the lines of the same leaked product images of the the XS is the Apple Watch Series 4, which looks incredible because the edge, uh, the the screen is a lot closer to the edges. But I think even more amazing than that is how much stuff, uh, how many complications and info that they've packed onto the little screen. And of course, product images always look amazing, even sometimes even better than the real thing. Sure. Um, but it does look amazing. Yeah, I'm counting nine complications total on this on this watch face. If you include the the upcoming event in the circle around the watch face, which is, well, I think our max right now is six, is, is the utility watch face, or not utility, modular watch face, I think has six. Modular, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a big step up over that. And I've always preferred the analog watch faces on my Apple Watch. So being able to get all of the complications of the modular watch face, but with, with still the analog design is, is kind of exciting for me 50 percent of the people i know with apple watches total of two people use the (laughs) modular watch face (laughs) so um and i think that's because of the amount of information it shows yeah Um, so if the modular isn't adding more complications then i can see a lot of people using this one but that leaves me in a little bit of a uh, conundrum as to whether i stick with the siri face which has had so much attention and uh work devoted to it for the last two years now right that if the siri watch face stays the same i it's tearing me in two where do i go help me well i hope that they're gonna add a little bit to all the watch faces so you'll get like the siri watch face with like three complications instead of or maybe they'll do the same thing they've done here and they'll put them in the corners so you actually get four extra complications on your siri watch face yeah that would be a dream so hopefully they won't make the decision as hard for you i hope so We'll <laughs> I've, I've, and I wonder if any of these, yeah. I was, I've been giving the Siri Watch Face a try. Um, maybe, maybe it'll come with time and developers supporting it more. But for the moment, it still doesn't seem to suggest many things that feel relevant to me. Well, a lot of the up, a lot of the uh, 
cards won't appear until the developers release their iOS 12 apps. So right. give it another shot in late September and see how it goes. I like it though. I mean, basically everything I'm interested in on my watch, it'll show me um, weather. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much 50% of my watch use. <laughs> um, calendar, of course, obviously isn't useful because I totally forgot what I was doing later on today. <laughs> um, it shows photos, which of course, you know, I like looking at. Right. Um, shows you, reminds you to um, take the time out using the Breathe app, which I do use only a few times a week, but not too often. Uh, and Apple Music thrown in there for good me- measure. That yeah, um, playlists have been updated. So most of the stuff that I actually use my watch for are on the Siri face already. Right. Um, anything that comes with the, with the actual release of iOS 12 and WatchOS 5 is going to be a little bonus. Yeah, hopefully they'll show off some demos at the keynote of what developers have been doing to support that watch face, and then maybe I'll be more excited for it. But my problem is the things you listed are, are basically the same things I use mine for, but you've listed like four or five things. And they're all things that have complications. So I can get that on any watch face. And then I just prefer the aesthetics of an analog watch face. So I tend to, to drift that direction. The other things that we can kind of gleam from the image, the press image, is that the side button doesn't look like it's a physical um, or a clickable button anymore. It kind of looks like it might have become a haptic button. It yeah. doesn't really stick out. It's, it more seems just like a little cutout on the side of the watch. Um, um, this is something that was so definitely that, that's rumored. just typical Apple style. Yeah. Is that, does it look any any uh, thinner or more rounded off to you? Yeah. Yep. It does. I <laughs> I spent a good five minutes holding up my watch to the screen next yeah. to this one to work out is it any thinner? Because the articles definitely says it is. It's at a very uh, hard to tell angle, which which is very deliberate in this photo. So it's hard it's hard to see exactly how much or if it's gotten any thinner. But it does appear to be just a little bit thinner. The crown seems to sit in the same place as on the series three but then when you look at the bottom of the image where the band connector is there does not seem to be as much chrome between the screen and the band connector um Hmm. a lot of the watch's thickness is also just in the heart rate sensor on the back which is just completely missing from this photo so no heart rate sensor confirmed yeah (laughs) (laughs) um do you have the ltu apple watch i do okay do you hate the red dot uh you know i'm indifferent to it i really thought i would dislike it when i ordered it but then when it arrived in the mail, it wasn't as, uh, I don't know, as as tacky as I thought it would look. Uh, I'm the opposite. I thought it looked okay in the pictures. But then when it arrived, I thought, what is this like piece of plastic <laughs> that they've just glued onto the crown? Really? I mean, if it was matte, it might look all right. But it's like this glossy plastic. Yeah. yeah. So are you excited about this new crown? Yeah, it looks really good. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about this uh, color, the gold watch? I've, I've never had a gold watch, so... Yeah. I'm probably not one to buy it. My first Series 0 was a uh, silver. Um, Series 2 was silver. And then the current watch has been black. And I think of them all, I prefer the silver because it, it fits with more bands than any other color. Right. Yeah. I have a... My, my Series 0 was the the gold sport one um, and then the series two and three were both the uh, stainless steel and at this point i have so many bands that go specifically with the stainless steel watch uh, it'd be a significant investment to to change the color sorry no gold apple watch for you no i'm sure this is a a polished stainless steel but I, the, when i saw that i thought they're gonna go back to the the ten thousand dollar apple watch edition or something <laughs> i didn't think that maybe they will <laughs> That'd be that would be a surprise, or or they actually have like because the original edition for the Series Zero was like solid gold all the way through, but if they did like mm-hmm. um, just like gold coated stainless steel, so it's still like twenty four karat gold, but just a layer of it, they could drop the price significantly, and people could still have their gold watch. Yeah, a lot would go for that. Yeah, I think so. And they have like their Rhodes Gold options at the moment. 
I'm not sure if they're actual gold or just a color, um, yeah. but I know they're popular because I see them all the time. Yeah, yeah. In the sport editions, they do. But this looks a little more glossy than what they offer in the sport line right now. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, the other two things I wanted to talk about on the new watch are, firstly, we can see that there's a new microphone um, port, I guess, on the side, on the right side, right. instead of the left, which is nice because as a right hander, I have my watch on the left and I'm pretty much always talking into that side of the watch. So hopefully that improves the accuracy of Siri. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they'll be keeping the other two microphone holes on the other side. So we'll have a total of three microphones now on this on this one tiny watch. I thought there was just one on the other side and the other two were a speaker. Well, on, are you wearing your watch right now? Yes. So you've got on the upper side. I'm not, so I'm kind of going off memory. But on the upper side, you've got the grill for the speaker. And then below that grill, there's two dots for the microphone. Oh, yeah. No, you're totally right. Okay. So it could be just... Okay, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them was moved completely, so it's just one on each side. It makes right. more sense, doesn't it? Well, it could be for noise cancellation. The farther apart you have microphones, the better you can do noise cancellation. So. True. Uh, and the last thing is kind of been on my wish list for a while, which is an always-on display. I don't see anything in this image that would indicate that, but I'm not sure what I would be looking for anyway. Yeah, I don't know what that would take. What do you think the odds are? <laughs> Very low. I mean, that's not something I've heard about at all, so I... I have a tendency to think that we probably won't see that but it's totally possible with an, an oled screen like this and what i would imagine an always on display would be is like all the complications turn off and go black so you just get like the analog watch hands or just the digital time and then when you raise your wrist all those complications come back as well and that would conserve battery significantly and i think it's totally doable yeah, that would be amazing yeah i'm not sure if it's just me but the hit rate for raise to wake is pretty bad really i don't i don't have an issue yeah. with raise to wake but there's definitely times where like my wrist is sitting on a desk and i mean within view within eyesight but i have to actually raise my wrist for it to turn on where i'd rather just be able to glance at my wrist at any time and see it without having to make a, a gesture of it yeah exactly <laughs> that big exaggerated <laughs> yeah raise it up <laughs> Um, all right. Well, those are the leaks. Um, we can move on to things that are, are slightly less interesting. Although I, I found this one interting. <laughs> TIL, this is a post by the Vedan Chain. TIL, iPhone 10 double dings if it's fast charging instead of the usual single ding. So this have is a, you ever noticed that? I haven't noticed it and I don't think it happens for me. I have, I have my phone. No, me either. I have my phone right here. I've got a fast charger. I'm going to set it on there. Let's see if we can hear it. One ding. Well, you're running iOS 12 because some of the commenters say that it's been removed from iOS 12. It was only an iOS 11 thing. So it basically made it impossible for me to test because I've got no fast charging device here also on iOS 11. Interesting. Do you remember when the iOS 11 beta was announced? There was a really cool wireless charging ding that had its own sound if you set it on a wireless charger versus plugging it in. No, no, I don't remember. Oh, man. I don't think it ever actually got implemented, but when the beta came out and people were scraping through this operating system, they found this new charging sound, and it was it was really cool. I'm going to try to find it here. Uh, was that alongside the times that the, like the air power mat and that were announced? That something is starting to jump in my memory. That someone oh. yeah, found something in correlation with air power, um, iOS 11, and the charging sound. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you a link in the Discord. So the sound effect they have uh, connect power, which is is which is what they named the audio file for their plugging in the little ding that it made. And then they have a second sound effect that was in the iOS 11 beta called engage power, and and that was uh, this really cool wireless 
wireless charging sound. Interesting. My copy-paste is not working in Discord. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had that happen before. Is it Discord? Is it Mojave? Or is it your MacBook Pro 2017 keyboard? No, it's Discord, because I can paste in other places. (laughs) Ah, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Also, my computer's plugged into a monitor, so I'm using a a wireless keyboard. Yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) So we can blame Electron then. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so I just sent you the the uh, end of the URL, so just youtube.com forward slash this. All right. Should I look it up later? And uh, seven seconds. Here we go. Oh, sounds like something out of Battlestar Galactica. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I'd love... Sounds like I, the Cylons are coming. I was so excited for that uh, when they found it in the iOS 11 beta, and then it never, never got used. But you might be right. It might be just for air power. Yeah. Maybe when air power comes out on... September 14th, <laughs> uh, 12, sorry, September 12th, um, we might start hearing this, uh, the silent sound as well. That'll be great. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> they probably reworked it by now as well. Probably a totally different sound at this point. Um, but yeah, just on that post, I certainly never remember my iPhone 10 on iOS 11, double dinging, even on a fast charger, although admittedly it was not not often on anything more than the iPad's 12-watt charger, um, but apparently that wasn't enough wattage to double-ding it. It had to be something a little bit more. But I had <laughs> I had used it on, like, a 67-watt MacBook Pro adapter before with, like, a little adapter. Right. I don't, I don't remember it double-dinging then. Yeah, I definitely don't remember it either. I carry around, yeah, a separate... 67 watt charger just because that's basically what you have to use on an ipad pro uh, or else it just will charge abysmally slow so so that that's my go-to if i'm out and about and i've definitely never heard it the last topic of the day is that the airport express has been resurrected not in the form of them selling it again or any hardware updates but it has had airplay 2 added and home app support now i used to have a lot of airport expresses and time captures and whatnot but i fairly well moved away from them now but i mean it makes it a pretty neat little um diy homepod box if you just add the airport express to any speaker system um the airplay 2 support makes it controllable from uh like multi audio source controller in the control center and the home app support means that you can also use siri to send audio to it um when you assign it to a room in the home app. So it's uh, it's cool that Apple hasn't forgotten about their little um, Wi-Fi and audio receiving box. Yeah, I've always been a little jealous. I've never had an Airport Express. I've had a handful of extremes, and I've always wished that uh, they would just stick a stick an audio out on the extreme too. Let me plug speakers into that. Uh, yeah, that's really it's really cool. That they're still supporting legacy hardware like that. Did you take it as a sign that they might uh, be updating their their offerings, their network offerings in future? Ooh, I don't know. If they did that, they'd have to really come up with some kind of like a mesh network solution where you can buy multiple nodes and basically buy the number you need to stick around your house and they would all work together. Yeah, I would be surprised. They've they've already taken to selling other companies' routers in the Apple stores, though, so I really don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, to me that the... Like the networking line was um, axed in favor of introducing other lines. You know, that added Apple Watch, added speakers, the HomePod. Something had to go. Something that, you know didn't really generate interest anymore and i don't think home networking is really a a strong area of interest i mean back when your main offering was linksys sure (laughs) we needed something else um but now when you have all sorts of decent things um yeah especially in the early 2000s uh apple was the pioneer of uh wi-fi i mean it's not like they invented it but they strongly pushed it and the ibook was the first laptop to come with wi-fi built-in standards so they were definitely big proponents of the wi-fi standard and it was probably in their best interest especially at the time to make their own router do you remember the keynote uh, the little um 
What do you call the it? Hoop? <laughs> no, the jumping off the platform with the laptop. I think it was Phil Chill, uh, was it? No, I'm not sure what you're talking about there. <laughs> really? I'm sure someone jumped from something onto like a soft bed holding a laptop. I'll look it up. <laughs> so, so my memory of this keynote is Steve Jobs was he was demoing the Safari browser on the iBook, and he was he was crouched over the whatever the podium with the laptop on it. He's pulled up the browser, and he's like, you know what, this isn't working. I need to move. So he just picks up the laptop and and walks away from the podium, and the whole audience cheers because they haven't seen wireless networking like that before. <laughs> Cool. And then he pulls a hula hoop out and shows that there's no wires. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. Uh, this was Macworld 1999. Steve Jobs had Phil Schiller hold an iBook, streaming data to another computer, and then he jumped out of a window onto the stage. <laughs> I, de- <laughs> I can't believe I've, I have not seen that. All right. I'll put it in the Discord, and I'll put it in the show notes as well. All right. Um. Yeah, that, that's pretty much all I've got to say about the Airport Express. I don't think I'll be buying one. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I definitely have no need with HomePod. HomePods, plural. Ah, so jealous. <laughs> I there, there are a couple of things that I look forward to flying back to Australia tomorrow. One of them is to have my HomePod again because I've basically been listening to music through AirPods or through the iPhone speaker or the TV. And the other thing is right. to have LTE on my Apple Watch again because there's, I mean, you can't get uh, LTE through like a prepaid provider and I certainly wasn't going to sign up a two-year contract with the telco right. in Germany just to get the cellular on my watch. So. Huh. In in the tech side of my world, those are two things I'm looking forward to having on Sunday evening. I've actually, I switched carriers, uh, I don't know, six months ago, and I didn't bother bringing my Apple Watch with me, and I really don't miss the LTE at all, though. I'm just always around Wi-Fi, so maybe it's not as big of a deal for me. Yeah, my experiment that I ran many months ago now of not, not taking my phone when I go places, it's... Um, right. It's something I still do quite a lot, so it's pretty imperative to have LTE in my watch. Oh yeah, in that context, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, all right. Well, do you have to get out of here? I do. I'm off to see okay. a hot air balloon show. Oh, that sounds exciting. Yeah. The last event before a 20 plus hour flight with a one-year-old. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. If I get anything done, I'll at least try and edit the podcast while I'm on the plane. You got lots of things to keep him distracted. Uh, yeah, but you know, with kids like the things that are supposed to distract them don't really work and they're normally after (laughs) things that you don't want like running down the aisle he's not walking just yet he's pretty close but i can picture him just making his way down the aisle and screaming at people while they're trying to sleep (laughs) (laughs) just just kicking the seat in front of him that'll be the most entertaining thing yeah well we've requested a bassinet seat still so there's just going to be a wall in front of us I'm not sure he's small enough at one to fit in a bassinet still, but that saves us from the keep sit, from the seat kicking scenario at least. <laughs> nice. All right, I'm James VDM on Reddit and Twitter, and I'm Jelly Woot on Reddit and Twitter. And we have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TheRAppleShow, and I think we'll talk probably once more before September 12, and that's uh, probably going to be a pretty um, the calm before the storm, we'll say. Yeah, probably by then we'll see a lot of a lot of leaks at that point. <laughs> you never know all right catch you then <laughs> all right have a good one bye bye